I'm concerned, I'm, I'm worried, uh, but uh, uh, I mean, we, we, we cannot uh, you know, stop and we must continue looking at it and seeing what can be done. And this is exactly what I'm doing at the moment. There you go. One of the many, many nuclear experts, wide-eyed and worried. Late today, the Biden administration uh, warning Russia may now use chemical or biological weapons against Ukrainians after uh, Russia accused Ukraine of running chemical and biological weapon labs that have U.S. support. Nothing, of course, of that is true. It is propaganda, but that is something that maybe Russia will use to justify that kind of attack. But we get that news on the same day that we're getting this growing urgency from Ukrainian officials that they need a temporary ceasefire so that they can go in and repair the power lines, the power lines that have been damaged, but which are needed to keep the Chernobyl plant active. And right now it doesn't have power. Uh, there are backup generations in there, but apparently they only last about 48 hours. And so the concern is that if the cooling systems can't cool the spent nuclear fuel rods, well, then we could get a radiation leak. This is a 2,600-kilometer uh, Chernobyl exclusion zone. This is the same site of the 1986 meltdown. I do not think we want a repeat of history. In fact, I know we don't. Jeff Merrifield is a former commissioner of the U.S. Nuclear Reg Regulatory Commission. He joins us now. Jeff, good to have you. Alex, thank you very much for having me this evening. And you actually know this site quite well, so you have been there. Have you been there a number of times, and in what capacity? Um, I, I would say I've been there once, and admittedly it was about 20 years ago uh, when I was a member of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Uh, I had an opportunity to visit not only the uh, site where the plant was damaged, I toured the general area, uh, and also got to visit one of the plants uh, that ha had not been damaged in the accident. Mm -hmm. So, as I understand, and you can take me through it, because I find this fascinating, because I don't think a lot of us, well, I know I don't a lot, know a lot about nuclear energy and nuclear power and the dangers of it and the benefits of it, all the rest of it. I just know I don't want it leaking out. Um, and so, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've all of a sudden found ourselves worrying about, you know, n you know military attacks on sites and or things like this, where the power gets cut off and then the cooling systems don't work. So what is the concern in your mind? Because I know that you have, you know, you're one of these leaders in this area um, of how these systems work. What is your concern of what you're hearing out of Chernobyl at this point? Yeah, let me let me sort of walk it through for your, for your viewers. I mean, the original, I, I believe the original entry into the Chernobyl area um, really was, was first intended to try to provide a shortcut for the Russian troops to get to, to Kiev. Um, right. Overall, really, is irresponsible for the Russians to have engaged uh, in, in in surrounding this plant and taking it over. Um, there were reports that the power was out. Um, I've also read reports um, from the IAEA, the uh, Director General of the International Atomic Energy Agency, today that indicated that power may have been restored. Uh, they're in the midst of verifying that. I think it is important, mm -hmm. though, to, to, to for your for your listeners. Um, frankly, the fuel at this site uh, has been out of reactors for decades, and they, it is either in spent fuel pools, which contain large volumes of cool water, or uh, has been taken out of those pools and put in dry storage canisters um, where it's safe. Um, because of that circumstance and because the fuel isn't uh, physically uh, hot as it was when it first came out of the reactor, the, IAEA, the IAEA, and I agree with this analysis, has basically said that they believe even in the absence of power, 
there's not going to be a, a severe consequence coming um, from from the loss of power. Um, that said, uh, there are um, the individuals who are operating the plant. Uh, they appear to be under guard by by Russian mm-hmm. troops, and and they're tired. They're you know they're, they're, there had been concerns about whether they were getting uh, sufficient uh, nutrition, things of that nature. So it's it's, it's a bad situation, uh, and certainly the Russians should not be conducting themselves in this manner. Yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, they're safe until you do stupid things like launch weapons or cut off the power and those kinds of things. And so, you know, you don't want them in the wrong hands. And of course, the other site, which was attacked six uh, days ago, and I can't say the name of it, it's Zepor. I, I won't even try to say the name of it, but it's the largest uh, nuclear facility. Pardon me? I believe it's Zaporozhna. There you go. You said it uh, right, and uh, thank you for that. That, as I understand, though, um, is not transmitting data to its headquarters. So how concerning, then, does that become? Well, again, a little different set of circumstances here. Um, from Again, from what we're hearing from uh, IAEA and other sources, there were six reactors at the site. They are a completely different design than the Chernobyl reactors. Uh, they have a large, heavy containment um, many safety systems involved. So it's, it's, it is a, a much different circumstance than the, those reactors in 1986. Um, several of the units were shut down for regular outages. Um, we're hearing that two of them are operating. And we also are, are aware uh, through reports that their offsite power lines uh, are operating and therefore there's sufficient power to operate safety systems and keep those plants safe. Now, the point you make is there has been a loss of communications. Uh, there is also some indication that some of the security equipment that is put in um, by the IAEA to protect and, and validate that the, the fuel is where it needs to be um, are not operational. No, no real good explanation why, um, but certainly that's a concern as well. And in your mind, I mean, are there mechanisms outside like i understand there's a lot of control around these facilities um you know there are gadgets gadgets buttons backup buttons whatever i mean is there a mechanism outside of ukraine um where someone you know with the oversight of this could flip a switch and make sure that you know if you know russia becomes very careless i mean is there a mechanism to kind of undo the damage and or stop a disaster if in fact russia continues to be so reckless because it's not just chernobyl where i i hear that the staff is under a lot of duress uh, those at this particular um, nuclear like these people are working you know at gunpoint under the enemy and you know it's very stressful so is there a mechanism um, on the outside that can kind of stop anything bad from happening um well a couple a couple of things you said there i'd like to unpack they are they do appear to be under guard at the um the site it does from what um we've been reading through iea they have been able to have very shifts of workers, so they have been able to get more rest. Um, there aren't reports of, of food shortages. So, so I think the situation there, um, at least from what it sounds like, is a bit better. There is no, to your question, you know, there is no magic switch outside uh, Ukraine to, to change things. Those plants are operated uh, with an extraordinary uh, series of, of safety systems that are in te- in- intended to make sure that the fuel, both in the in the uh, reactor itself as well as the spent fuel pool, remains uh, cool and and uh, and safe uh, and fully flooded. Uh, those systems, uh, from what we are able to discern, are uh, operating appropriately. 
uh, and there aren't there aren't concerns. Uh, well, there aren't uh, challenges that we're aware of at this point. But those those reactors are operated uh, by the the reactor operators on site. Uh, and they are the ones who will be working to maintain the, uh, and, and protect their security. Um, that said, I would say, you know, as irresponsible as the Russian action has been to take over these sites, uh, I, I don't think there's an indication that they would cause, uh, deliberately cause damage through, the, through these reactors. Um, and indeed, given the experience that they had with Chernobyl, uh, I think mm-hmm. they would be, uh, uh, and, and their desire to take over the Ukraine, over Ukraine, I don't think I think I don't think there's a desire to cause uh, deliberate damage in that regard. But they could cause other issues. I mean, these are what uh, power Ukraine and flipping off the power. I mean, they could ultimately put that country into darkness and cold. No. Well, no, that's, a, that's an excellent point, and I think ultimately that's the reason why they took over the plant. I think yeah. they want to be control the power supplies. Uh, nuclear represents about fifty percent of the total power in the Ukraine, and I think. To your point, I think they do want to control uh, and be able to turn uh, turn on and off that grid as they feel feel fit in order to achieve what is ultimately their, their gain to try to take over uh, Kiev and other parts of the country. There have been nuclear disasters in our time, Fukushima, obviously, uh, Chernobyl. So it's not like it never happens. But we have been very lucky, as you well know, for decades uh, to have peace in this area. We haven't had to have drills or worry about like the day after, all that kind of stuff. Here we are in 2022, and I take it you likely didn't have this on your card as things to worry about. But what is, right now, at at this point, what's your greatest concern about the the potential for nuclear um, kind of issues and or threats? Well, I, I think my biggest concern, uh, Zeporizhian right now, it, it appears to be stable. Um, I think, obviously, if, if off-site power is cut off of the plant, there are emergency diesel generators that can provide that backup power, uh, but they do have limited amounts of, of diesel fuel that would be available, so there would be a, a need to make sure that that's uh, maintained. Uh, I, I think the biggest concern I have, whether it's at that plant or at the three other sites uh, at, which, at which Ukraine operates nuclear generation uh, is, is, you know, attacks undertaken by the Russians that could inter- inadvertently cause problems. Right. Um, it's saw in the news there was, uh, when, when, the, when the Zaporizhzhia plant was taken over, uh, there was uh, a damage to a training building outside, uh, away from the reactor itself. Uh, explosives were used, artillery, there were fires. That, that's that's irresponsible behavior to be doing near a nuclear plant. Uh, I don't think that I don't think they intended to do any damage to the plant because they obviously could have done that in a variety of ways. Yeah. But the inadvertent activities by unknowing soldiers it could really cause 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 problems. You've been a wealth of information. I very much appreciate you kind of setting the record straight because I know there's a lot of concern and a lot of fear out there. But I uh, really appreciate your time, Jeff. Well, even really fair, great questions. Um, unfortunately, I think some um, some folks who don't like nuclear power use this as an opportunity to uh, to say some things and, and cause uh, probably an excess amount of fear. I certainly want your listeners to know there's a lot of protection there and a long way yeah. ways to go the real problem. So thank you. Yeah, and overall, there's a, a very good record, certainly in our country, for nuclear safety, but uh, it, it does get a bad rap. Jeff, uh, we'll probably lean on you again, so don't be surprised if your phone rings, but thanks so much. My pleasure. Anytime. That is uh, Jeff Merrifield, who's the former commissioner of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. I'm going to go to his place if there's a nuclear meltdown, because I bet you that guy knows what he's going to do, right? He would know what to do. 
All right, so the, there you go. Hope that uh, kind of fills in some of the blanks because there's so much misinformation about this issue and it gets scary and it gets a bit heady. But uh, so far, it looks like we don't have too much to worry about, uh, of course, unless there's some kind of dumb accident.